Hi and welcome to episode 123 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. After a bit of a break, I'm very happy to be back with the podcast and very excited that the fab Andy Gaines is kicking off this new series. Andy was recently our TIR number one photographer for the UK for 2022 and second in the world overall as well with 12 individual and three story awards in the year, an incredible feat. As well as being a great photographer, you'll also know him as one of the co-founders of Nine Dots, something we talk about on the episode today, as well as many other things, including immersing yourself into every wedding and shooting right to the very end of the night, why he focuses on being a great service provider to his couples and how that can improve your art, hangovers, how he went from musician to photographer, mountain, ultra running, the story behind one of his reportage awards, shooting his very first wedding, which was his sister's, co-founding the brilliant Nine Dots and his experience running it, our Netflix synopsis game, and so much more. Before we get on to Andy, um, just a few things from me, because it's the first episode in, um, well, just had a, we had a month off, really, um, in December. Yeah, uh, it's just a super busy time for TIR and TIRF with all the kind of end of year kind of rankings, you know, and the final awards collections as well, and, and Christmas and holidays and everything, and having to see my family as well, which I love to see, obviously. I don't mean having to see my family. You know what I mean. But it's such a busy time. with it. I'm in the party as well. So, um, yeah, I had to have a bit of a, a break from the podcast. But, yeah, it's awesome to be back. I hope everyone had a lovely Christmas and New Year, wherever in the world you are, whether that was working or just um, enjoying lots of Yule Logs. I love Yule Log. Your, your log is amazing. And watching Christmas films, romantic Christmas films, the best, awesome. And Groundhog Day, even though it's not a Christmas film, watch that again, because it feels like a Christmas film and it's one of my favourite films. But anyway, yeah, I hope you all had a great time. Um, thanks to everyone who came to the This Reportage and This Reportage family uh, Christmas party in London. Oh, it was such a fab night. Absolutely loved it. Um, we had, you know, there was awful weather around it. There's snow everywhere. Um, a couple of people that are coming from Ireland had their flight cancelled, so they obviously couldn't come. Um, two people that were coming from Holland, their flight was cancelled on the morning, and they got a train across. I mean, that is dedication. That's amazing. Um, Elsa and Louisa, thank you so much for making that effort coming. It was fab to see for people, though, from all over Europe come along. And just thanks to everyone making the effort, because I know travelling is, is is hard in the best of times, but with all that snow around as well, um, yeah, it was just awesome. It, as I say, it was, on a, it was on a boat, a moored boat, but still I didn't realise that you'd be able to feel the movement of it. So yeah, note to self, don't organise a party on a boat again, because oh, every time I would notice the boat move a bit, it would make me feel a bit nauseous and so I had to, well, I felt like drinking a bit more would help and maybe it did, um, but Anyway, yes, I'm not going to do it on a boat again. But thanks to everyone who came. Such a fab night. Really, really loved it. And we'll, yeah, we'll definitely be doing it again. It's, it was awesome. Um, what else with me? Oh, yeah, personally, um, I've got a couple of my own workshops, law school workshops coming up. Uh, the London date is sold out, but I'm doing one in Dublin, Ireland, the day before Doc Day, which, you know, even if you have no interest in coming my, to my workshop, you've got to come to Doc Day. It's just a brilliant, brilliant one day documentary wedding photography workshop conference. Um, amazing run uh, by Kevin Kafash and Annie Kafash. It's their baby. Um, such a great, great thing. And it's an honor for me um, to partner with it as, as this reportage. And yeah, it's such a fab event. So I really do come to that um my yeah my workshop still got a few places left the day before doc day and uh, so if you come along to that we can then go to the kind of like evening pre-drinks all together afterwards um yeah just a few spaces left if you head to alanlawphotography.co.uk you can uh, 
book onto that if you want to come and see me in real life if you're not fed up with my voice now but as I say even if you're not coming to that do come to Doc Day amazing amazing event um and the last thing before uh, going on to Andy is that the awards deadline for both this reportage and this reportage family is just days away now. It's the first awards of the year. Um, you know, the it's it's the most important one, I guess, if you if you really want to be on that top 100s list or top 10 by country, because it's a, it's a whole new awards year now. So if you if you submit to the very first collection, you know, you have the best chance of getting in those lists. If that's of interest to you, to you. Of course, not 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 for everyone. Um, you know, some people um, join communities like Reptage and others for lots of other reasons. But if the awards is your thing, then yeah, important to submit to that first one. Um, the deadline is twenty three fifty nine GMT on the twenty fourth of January, twenty twenty three. Right, enough from me. Over to Mister Gaines. Hey, Andy, how you doing? Hey, Alan, how's it going? I'm good, thank you, man. I'm good. Thanks for having us. Oh, cool. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good as well. Good as well. Did you uh, have a good Christmas, New Year? Uh, yeah, all right. Thank you. Just the same old visiting, seeing family uh, for a couple of days and, you know, ate too much cheese. I've just met, I'm currently carrying around a little cheese baby in my tummy that I'm going to have to get rid of somehow soon. But other than yeah. that, yeah, it was great, man. Thank you. What about you? Yeah. Good? Yes, all fine. Good, thanks. Yep. So uh, my family as well, they uh, cook for us on Christmas Day, which is always nice. Did your family yeah, cook for you? Uh, my folks, my mum and dad cooked for us, which was good. Like we usually take it in turns, but um, so this year was like, this is like so generic. It was their go, so we went to their house, which was fine, and they insisted on it. But obviously, every time we do that, they end up they end up just bickering in the kitchen too much. I think it's like when we were kids again, you know, with the family comes home for Christmas, so it's fine. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. we we all had a good time, but I think that they sometimes maybe don't have as much a good time as they think they were going to have when they have us round. But anyway, it was all good. No one killed each other. Everyone's here, you know. That's all always good. a plus when there are the same amount of people uh, <laughs> uh, survive it as the, yeah, went into it. Now that's said, all the good. Same, the same number of people left as arrived. So yes. It that's all, all, all you can hope for in the in these troubled times, you know, it's all you can hope for. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you have a big New Year or a quiet one? What did you do? Mm, nah, it was mellow. It, it was going to be bigger than it was, but then loads of uh, friends got struck down with COVID. So we ended oh. up having like, I'm quite a mellow one, but we ended. Oh, we went to some friend's house like last minute, drank too much beer, you know, came, you know, as usual. Nothing, nothing wild though. Getting too old for this sort of stuff now, Alan. You know it is. No, no. Do you have you found that hangovers have got worse though, or you oh, never seem to be affected by hangovers though? Or do dude, you? I'm just, a, I'm just a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> no, my hangovers are getting debilitatingly worse. Oh, like, really, yeah. like, yeah, really worse. I've learned, to, I've learned to get better though. Like. You know, because obviously, you know, we've seen each other at things like Nine Dots and other conferences and other boozy photography events and stuff. And mm. I'm learning to calm down a bit. Like, I, I try and avoid the shots. Once the shots come out, then I know it's it's, it's always game over next day. So I try and <laughs> I've learned to avoid shots as much as I can. Uh, yeah. which, that's yeah, probably good advice. That is that's <laughs> yeah. pretty good advice. For, for, any, for any of the listeners out there. Yeah, avoid the shots. Avoid the shots. It's got worse for you, me as well, you know, it really has. And I've got this weird thing now where I just kind of, after a big night of drinking, I still wake up about 5 o'clock, 5.30, and I can't get back to sleep, and that just makes it all the worse as well. That yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, don't sleep well. So yeah, exactly that. And then spend all day just more tired than hungover. And, oh, yeah. 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 It sucks, doesn't it, man? It does suck. You said about your um, cheese baby, though. Um, you do like, I was going to ask you later on, actually, I might as well ask you now, because you do loads of outdoor like exercise and climbing and camping and stuff, don't you? And you also say in your bio that you do mountain ultra running, which sounds completely knackering. So <laughs> yeah, gonna, yeah. You, like, tell us more about that. Well, the thing is, yeah, I do. I do a lot of that stuff. And, and this last year, I did more than that probably than I've done ever, really. Um, just 
because I had a few like challenges and runs that I really wanted to do. So I spent a lot of the lot of the last year, well, the year before and last year, the first half of last year, like training for them, and then did that in kind of summer. And obviously, when you're training, like I was running quite a lot, uh, doing kind of like maybe forty mile weeks, really? but, you know, lots of lots of running and things building up, and eating quite a lot, obviously, to like fuel all that. And then after, as I sort of like. I got busy with weddings and eased down off the running, but I didn't really ease down on the whole eating and fueling thing. <laughs> so yeah. for the last few months, I've kind of, yeah, I've lost some of that fitness, but yeah, so I do a lot of, uh, and yeah, I've lost the fitness and gained a cheese baby, <laughs> but yeah, I do a lot, do a lot of like running and climbing and outdoory kind of stuff. That's what, when what is mountain ultra running? Running distances longer than a marathon in the mountains, yeah. I guess. Oh, so yeah, yeah, like for me, it's like, like I really just love, I've always just been into the hills and the mountains. So I've always like, rock climbed a lot and camped a lot and spent days up there and then yeah last few years just got into running a lot so like fell running and long distance like trail running and you know big stuff in scotland and the lake district and that kind of thing and yeah yeah it's good that's hardcore though man i mean i've only done done, wow it is i mean it is man running like i did one half marathon about 10 years ago and that like killed me i can't imagine running like marathon type distances or longer over such like mega hilly yeah yeah that's mental the the hilly bit makes it good though right so i've I've done a few marathons like road you know road marathons and they're hard because that's just like it's just monotonously brutal for like however many hours it takes you just pounding the pavement at the constant thing whereas mm. once you get into the hills and you get off the off the paths and things like the variety makes it way easier i think so you end up with um you know you can't run all the uphills so you'll maybe like walk some of the uphills or power how power hike the uphills or maybe you'll be doing some scrambling with your hands and mm. then there'll be a flat downhill or a fast downhill bit that you can, can recover so you kind of you're like using varied. loads of different loads yeah it's really varied and so you're using loads of different like muscles and strengths on and off throughout the day which i just find way easier than like just like hammering a pavement for like four hours or whatever it takes you know yeah i guess so that's yeah i guess that's true are you generally doing it on your own then or do you do it with other people uh sometimes with yeah a few people i go with but usually by myself (laughs) makes you sound like a bit of a weird loner now (laughs) yeah just like i just really love like big big days out running through the mountains by myself Yeah, well, no, but that sounds good. And they say even just like, even like, it's like walking is good for your mental health. So doing stuff like that must be good. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And a few years ago, like we got a camper van. And so where we're based up in York, like I can head up, I can get out to sort of the Lake District in a couple of hours or Scotland in maybe three or four hours or, you know, and, and just cool. you know, to jump in the van by myself and then head over there, sleep somewhere in the van and then have like a really big day out and come back to the van and stuff. It's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's my little escape. And yeah, like, so this, this year, just the way the wet, like I'm shooting a lot less weddings now. We're supposed to be talking about weddings, aren't we? Well, no, no, sorry. Everyone's like, this is not a running uh, podcast. What's going on here? Yeah. For about 10 minutes. And not, so I've mentioned, mentioned the word wedding, but this year, so this year, like, um, like we've been shooting less and less weddings as, as sort of time's gone on. And so this year, just the way it fell, I ended it with a really quiet, like early summer, like May and June and July were all really quiet. And so, mm. um, which is awesome. It just meant I had loads more time. So I just seemed to spend, Yes, a lot of last year running around the hills. <laughs> well, that's great, though, isn't it? Well, that's, the, that's what everyone's goal is, that kind of work-life balance. And that's what, you know, we're not here. Yeah, yeah. Work. Well, I think last last year was, like, probably one of the best years. We've, you know, we've managed to nail the work-life balance thing. I think this this year coming up, I think we've maybe gone a bit too, bit too, 
bit too little work, I think. <laughs> but it's fine. It's all good. It's tougher times, though, isn't it? Well, I think we've seen it everywhere. It just seemed harder this year. It does yeah, seem it's harder. Crazy, it's crazy, crazy times. I mean, there's, you know, you've got still got the hangover from COVID and the pandemic and mm. lockdown weddings and postponements. And then, obviously, the cost of living crisis is coming up. And mm. the thing that's weird, though, is I always find is that, you know, obviously, because you'll know with your community, like this is reportage community. And obviously I run nine dots and I'm involved with that community. So you kind of see a lot of photographers and mm. there's, I can't see how there can be less weddings happening this year. Right? No, that's true. I guess. So someone must be doing the work. <laughs> it's just, it's just, Why can't it be us? <laughs> it's just not me as much as it maybe would have been. No, I don't know either. I don't know either. Um, you, you, you talked about the camper fund as well. Do you ever use it for like the night before weddings, you know, instead uh, of staying at Premier Inn? Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's the only, it's the only car we've got. So it's, it's, it's what I take to, unless I'm flying or tr on the train or hiring a car. It's, yeah, it's the car we go in. So I stay in it. I don't think I've ever stayed in it the night before a wedding. Just because, I mean, with the best will in the world, I'm not the sort of smartest kind of well-turned-out guy. So I think starting from the baseline of camping in a van, yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's hard It's hard to, like, get to that wedding-ready state. Whereas, uh, so, no, so I, I always, like, uh, yeah, I usually stay in, usually I'll stay in, a like, a travel lodge premium or whatever the night before, and then the van the night of the wedding, so after the uh, wedding finishes. Then I can just crawl, like... Depending on the venue, depending where you know, I'll just crawl back to the van and sleep sleep in the car park. That is handy though, isn't it? Because you it's also, great. I mean, I, I remember. I'm sure you said ages ago, and I've seen it before. You stay really late, don't you, at weddings? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I always, like right always have. Yeah, literally. Like I don't think I've ever left. I've never left a wedding before. Like when while there's a guest there, you know. But literally, I'm the last. Usually, I'm like one of the last people at the door. So, yeah. which that a lot is... of people, some people are like, oh, awesome, and a lot of people are like idiot <laughs> <laughs> well, who cares what they think though who cares yeah, for but sure they, your couples must bloody they must love that though they must love it yeah yeah for sure i mean it's good it's 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 like a double-edged sword though because obviously you know I've, I've you know i've taught taught a lot of photographers over the years now and obviously i, I tell them that and yeah it's a double-edged sword because you know some, sometimes it's great and it, and it really makes sure that makes the footage is amazing it gives you know some of the best pictures are right at the end of the night um mm. and other times they're not and so, you know, when the couple knows you should be staying to the end and there's literally nothing happening, you're like, wow, it's eight o'clock. We've only got five hours to go. <laughs> oh, man, no, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would find that really tough. I really would. Uh, I would. Yeah. So, so, but, but no, like as a rule, it, it, it's always been a big sell. And I think, you know, like, I don't know, it, it's hard in this industry because everyone's trying to out, out creative each other or mm. out, outperform each other. And I think if you're willing to outwork everybody, that's like a big Plus, yeah. I think, you know what I mean? That's, that's the, the, the work is where you're going to the work, putting the work in is going to get the results. So just kind of that's so having true. the, have it just, it's just a mindset thing, I suppose. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to work really hard to the end of the night. And then hopefully that kind of just that approach that filters through to the results, I guess, you know? Well, it definitely does for you though, man. You're rocking it. You've won like every award going and totally rocking it. Um, do you find, I just thought, I wish I could, I, I'm getting old, man. I'm getting older. How, <laughs> yeah, how there is that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could, you know, I find I do 10 hours really is my longest. Sometimes people right. have had an hour or so, but generally not more. And I find 10 hours. Part-timer. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your, your average kind of day? You know, how many hours? Uh, you I, don't, I don't know. I probably, I probably, I, on average, I probably, I guess I start about nine and usually finish about 12, half 12, uh, maybe. That's like 15, yeah, you, nearly 16 hours. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, like I said, like so, you know, like a lot of people, we've kind of re- slowly been reducing how many we shoot these days. So I think mm. last year we did 18 or 19, which was perfect. Mm. That's nice, um, yeah. But, you know, back in the day, you kind of when we were starting out, like I was shooting like 40, 50 weddings a year. And, mm. you know, I, I was doing I was doing like that same timetable, like that like same number of hours, but doing like triple headers. Oh. And that's just that's just horrible. You know, that's that's yeah. just insane. You know, that after you shot like on the, the fourth wedding at the row with like four hours sleep in between them it's like you know it's like being in the matrix you know where all the you just see the you see <laughs> the wedding in, like, in, F, in f-stops and like shutter speeds everything like you become <laughs> one with weddings it's... <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah so i guess it must be easier now that's a more manageable number of weddings like 18 19 20 that's cool yeah i do yeah, similar amount yeah. now as well it's nice it's um it's good isn't it yes it is it is um <laughs> but still so do you like in just because i think some people be interested you know is staying right to the end do you are you like constantly working constantly photographing during those later hours or do you put the camera down for a bit and like chat to guests and stuff you know how do you, do? yeah i mean it's like a com a combination of both like you're always kind of i mean you may be not working as much as you've always got your camera up against your eyeball but you've always got a camera in your hand mm. and you're always you're always on the lookout for a picture but so but i guess some but you'll know sometimes sometimes those pictures present themselves because you start having a chat with a guest and mm. that that or you start listening you start getting into conversations with people and that kind of gets the ball rolling with maybe things that might turn into photographs or whatever, you know? Um, mm. But yeah, always working. And I just think, um, you know, and if, or if not like actually taking pictures, just if there's literally nothing happening, just maybe looking for ways of looking for interesting shots or finding new viewpoints or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really do many portraits, but, you know, maybe like go and see if I can find the potential for some fancy nighttime, you know, shiny shit photograph. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. So yeah, always working really, and you know, and I, I don't really do anything. I never bring like a laptop to back up the cards or anything like that. So yeah, just just making pictures really. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I just think it's always oh, something that people are really interested about as well. As, um, do you like? Do you have a drink and like party with them? Yeah, always. Yeah, I think. Uh, cool. yeah. yeah, I think one. One. I remember years and years ago, I, I was doing a uh, some mentoring with Ben Crisman, like oh, yeah, way 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 back in the day. And one of the things he always said that always struck with me is like whatever they're doing like just get stuck into that you know if so whatever that might be if they're if they're doing tequila shots do the tequila shots and if they're jumping in the swimming pool get in the swimming pool you know if they have you done that have you got in the pool yeah 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 yeah. with the camera in hand i kept out of the water you know (laughs) (laughs) no i'm I'm not going as far as the underwater housings yet but okay. yeah like just whatever like what you know because like, that's how you, you you know you photograph the weddings from like the, the inside out you know that's mm-hmm. how you get the pictures so just be just immersing yourself in in whatever it is they're doing whether that i guess but i guess that, yeah so in the evening that applies to the party and the drinking and the dancing and all the rest of it but i guess it also applies to like you, you know in the morning having a manicure in the morning and stuff <laughs> that's it yeah i get join my get my hair done <laughs> I can I can picture that. That'd be funny. Like you should, you, like you've seen the state of me. Sometimes I need it. But I know. Um, no, no. Yeah. No. But I mean, like, you, I guess maybe not so much getting involved, but just making sure. You know, if they're, I guess it's just aligning yourself with like the mood or the feeling in the space that you're in. You know. Oh yeah, it totally like, makes I, sense. Yeah. I'm not doing the tequila shots during the ceremony because no one else is doing the tequila shots. No, the <laughs> that would be slightly boring. But if they were, you then you know, that was the kind of ceremony they were having. Yeah, no, so I think that's totally cool, man. To be totally immersing yourself in what you are capturing as well—it totally makes sense. Um, yeah, it it really does. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Very cool. And I guess that's the way, because, um, you know, some people, if they're maybe new to documentary or I guess any one of us could think of it, that sometimes to be really good documentary photographer, you just have to be a fly in the wall and, and not be. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's just bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I imagine that's not the way you work at all. No, 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 no. That's like, wait, it's like the thing in it, like hiding, hiding in the bushes with my camo on, trying to yeah. like see it, <laughs> capture some moments and stuff. Yeah. So always, well, you know, like, like, like a lot of people work just get in, in with the action and you know, yeah, being, being part, you know, being part of the wedding rather than on the outside looking in, you know? Mm, yeah, that's very cool. Has it, have you always from the beginning, I know, cause I'm going to talk about, yeah, let's, let's talk about that. I just wondered if you start, when you did first start shooting your weddings right at the beginning that were you always that like just getting into the party and into it or did you start differently? Um, no, I think, I think it was, it was, yeah, sorry, go what you're saying. No, I was just going to say, but let's just go back to your whole origin anyway. Let's let's talk about your first. Let's rewind. Yeah, right? yeah let's go back like 10, 15 years, Andy, because your, <laughs> your life before photography was music, wasn't it? Can you tell us more yeah, about yeah. that and how you got into, feels, into weddings? Yeah, it feels a long time ago now. Bloody hell. It is um, a long time, man. Eh? <laughs> it is so long. Um, yeah, so I used to, so yeah, I came in, I, I used to, before weddings, was a musician, so I, um, after uni, went went uh, finished uni with a degree, but didn't know what to do with it, and what, played what music at the time. Astrophysics. Oh right, okay, yeah. So not quite um, music related. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like a nerdy scientist. Underneath, underneath this uh, idiotic exterior, I'm a nerdy scientist. <laughs> deep, cool. deep down. But um, yeah. So so fin- finished uni and then and played music with some guys from uni, and we none of us had like jobs to go to after uni as such we didn't have like plans mm. so we like oh, let's take a gap year out and just keep playing music you know which we uni was that sorry you went to to durham durham oh pretty nice yeah yeah it's really really amazing had a really had a nice time there didn't do much work but anyway no, that's not what um, uni's for is it exactly exactly mate exactly and yeah. uh yeah so did that came out of uni and we were like let's just take a gap year before we get real careers and play some music for a bit and the gap year kind of turned into like a gap decade of <laughs> um just yeah playing gigging and music and living in a house together and being in a band and writing cool. songs and we then set up like a record label and ran club night. Own label yeah only it's tiny independent thing but th- just basically just doing anything to kind of avoid the real world if you like <laughs> yeah. and, and that but it was great like the you know time of my life and we did so much and had an amazing time and then that kind of came to an end and I had what a were you doing by the way so what were you doing were you singing and playing guitars are we yeah singing and playing guitar that was my thing and like writing songs and yeah that, cool. just what were you called uh, i was in a few bands i was in a band called cardboard radio for a few years and a band called the runaway sons and worked right. with a few other bands in in and around york and things kind of producing records and recording them and re- just all sorts of stuff really yeah, that's um, really cool man i love that but now it's a mate like yeah absolutely amazing time Re- really good and it was a good time as well for like being in a band with guitars in like the mid what do you call it mid 2000s and mid 90s oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, it was, like, you know, like who, all the, a lot of the bands coming up, there was like White Stripes, Libertines, Arctic Monkeys, all that oh, kind yeah. of scene was around. So it was, yeah, it was great to be in a sort of DIY type of band then. And, and yeah, and then that kind of came to an end because I thought, you know, people started to grow up and get jobs and things. And then, mm-hmm. so I moved in with my girlfriend, who is now my wife and oh. boss. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then, and then we had a baby and then... I, yeah and then i kind of started getting more into photography i'd kind of always been i'd always had a camera and stuff and been into photography a little bit um and then yeah like it's the same old story then one day my sister was getting married and i was like 
I can photograph your wedding. What and did you I say? Said, did you suggest it to her? Did you? <laughs> no. Was, so, I mean, I've, I've told this story a lot, but I, I basically went to stay with a school friend of mine and he'd started, he was seeing this girl um, and he'd just been seeing this girl. And he was like, oh, mate, you should, you should. I didn't know. I was, I was, the music had come to an end and I didn't know what I wanted to, what I wanted to do with myself. And mm. he was like, you know, you like, you've got a camera and you like photography. You want to check, you want to chat to my girlfriend. And I, and I was like, oh, why? And so, yeah, literally, you know, she started photographing weddings. And last weekend she went to this wedding. She made 2000 pound for one day's work. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, ka-ching. I yeah. can't see myself doing that. So yeah. I got chatting to her and she was like, yeah, you know, you, you, you should do it. So I just did. Basically went into it for the money, pure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's no wrong in that though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because obviously two two things happened. Like I realized, I very quickly realized that turns out it's it's not quite as simple as two thousand pounds for one day's work. Um, yeah. I literally I did the math. I was like, wow, well, there's three hundred sixty five days in the year, <laughs> and I can make two thousand pounds every day, so I could do that. That's a lot. So, yeah, I, quick, I quickly realized that a you know <laughs> you know it's not going to make you that much money, and b be that like it's so much more than the money like i actually loved the whole event you know what i mean that's cool. like yes mm. you know in instantly really like i kind of the moment i kind of i got into it thinking i could make some money but the moment i started to dig into what wedding photography was then you know i kind of realized that ah, oh, this is actually a genuinely amazing thing to do and that's yeah cool. that's cool yeah because did, did you have like any idea before doing your first wedding that it could be like so creative and different you know did you just think this is a traditional wedding photography no no i think i think i did think it was i i, I was always because this was like i mean when did you start shooting yeah 2012 was my first one so. right yeah so mine was like 2011 ish so at that time there was i mean i don't even know if people these names mean anything but at the time there was there was like there was definitely a, a sort of just from Google researching, there definitely seemed to be a kind of new wave of photographers that were kind of pushing out old school photography at the time. You know, there was mm -hmm. people like uh, Jonas Peterson and uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Newsom, mm -hmm. who, uh, you know, it's basically like Sam Hurd. Sam Hurd is like love child. I guess uh, yeah, that's true. For those people that don't remember Jeff Newsom, but pe people like that that would do like creative, the Chrismans were around and people like mm -hmm. Ryan Brenizer, just people that were all around the world and doing like interesting and creative and I guess modern quote unquote photography mm. at the time. And that like they were the definitely and see, well, for, seeing fair car Easty's work around that time as well. That was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fair, yeah. I mean, there's a million people that I could keep mentioning, but yeah, yeah. that exactly those kind of people. So there's, it was definitely, I was definitely drawn to doing that modern kind of stuff. But the, the weird thing is as well with that, it's like, that was the thing that got me into it. I guess almost the gimmicks. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the the be, the the idea of making fancy pictures that would impress other photographers was kind of something that appealed to me at the start. You know, mm -hmm. and but again, the moment you work that out, or the moment once you push past that, you realize ah, oh, they're just a waste of time as well. Really, those kind of do you know what I mean? Those kind of pictures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you start peeling back the layers of what photography is and what wedding photography can be and the value that it can have then you start to kind of dig deeper and deeper into the soul of it if you like and then you kind of start to arrive at a place of like actual value and depth do you know what i mean yeah yeah, totally. once, once, yeah. You push, once you push past all the 
Instagram gimmicks and all that, you know what I mean? And all that kind of stuff that gets likes on Facebooks and whatever. Yeah, that, that's the thing. That's the Cats 22 about it though, isn't it? It's all that kind of stuff that gets all the bloody publicity and all the attention. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think, and it was the case then and it's the case, it was ever thus, you know? I mean, it's the case, it's still the case, exactly, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, which is a bit of a sad and, way of the world. And, and like, and, yeah, but it is what it is, right? And it's yeah, just, and I guess yeah. always just trying to like balance that seesaw of, well, what do you value and what's important and what, what's the real value that you can bring with your work and with your business versus mm-hmm. what do you have to do to get the work in the business? And sometimes yes. what you have to do to get the work in the business is not always, you yeah, know, you can't get up what you want to do. You, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like balancing that has basically been my, my, my life struggle for the past yeah. 12 years no I, I get that though yeah i totally get that and so was it was it actually your sister's wedding was the first one you shot yeah, I, I was, yeah. is she still your sister of course she's still your sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we divorced it ended, yeah. it ended. she didn't die no no she's still my sister and she's still ah. my sister it was friends. yeah it was good i mean but it's it, you know she was it was one of those things where she she was probably one of those brides that potentially maybe wouldn't have even got a photographer. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, you know, you, you 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 know. I guess like now you'll be you'll be maybe the similar. A lot of people listening will be the same. Like we work with some people who hugely value wedding photography, and they're willing to drop thousands of pounds, or they've even decided on their photographer before they've even got their husband. You know what I mean? Like yeah. some people are really invested in it as a thing, but then there's bazillions of other people out there that don't care less about wedding photography do you know what i mean yeah they're just it's just not a thing and i think you know my sister was probably more in that camp Uh so when i said i'll photograph you you know i'll photograph your wedding i'll do it for free she was probably like oh bonus (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) save me a few hundred quid yeah yeah Yeah. to be be fair though i mean like there's 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 a handful of pictures from that wedding that i you know they're good they're all right are they they on your portfolio on the website now i I wouldn't go that far there's there's also some absolute shockers (laughs) but but were, you, were know, you scared you know how did you did you do any second shooting or anything beforehand no or just went straight into that no that went straight into that yeah that was literally like that. the first i mean if it was it was fine you know you learn you i think one of the things is you, well, you everyone knows this they one you know the the big skill is being able to adapt quick and learn you know r- go with the flow if you like you know mm, when, yeah. if you've got the the, the more preconceived ideas you've got of what you're hoping to do or what you hope's going to happen or what you think you might be able to get away with the more of them you've got the more you set yourself up for fall so mm, i've always true. i guess been quite good at winging it and so just have confidence that you won it well you won it well yeah i won, I won it well <laughs> were, were you scared were yeah, you nervous nah, not really no i can't I man i so wish i could be like that i don't know well well you're not even you know because i'd be even more stressed i think that it was my own like family's wedding i think i don't know yeah i mean maybe i don't know i mean it's a long time ago now isn't it it's like i, I can't remember maybe i blocked it out maybe i was bricking it I can't, <laughs> I can't no, where no, was I, it where was your first was it a, like summer was it a winter wedding it, like was it it was in bloody hell i can't remember now it's spring <laughs> i think okay cool spring Oh, hang on, my what, Abigail. Shack. You what? It wasn't 2013. It's the wrong year. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Abigail's trying to tell me, but she's got the wrong year. No, it was. T- it was. It was like it was wintry. It was like spring and cold, and it was in like a a mansion down in Surrey, like a big house in Surrey. Okay. I can't. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, you know, people's had had expectations were low, and it was. Yeah, it was all. It was all fine. And then. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah I was going to say, how did, no, I was going to say from then, yeah, how did you, you know, did you realize then that you enjoyed it and you were good at it and just kind of went for it? How did you start your business? Yeah, from no, I mean, I wouldn't say I, I didn't think I, I didn't say I realized I was good at it, but I was just, I just knew that that was just something that had to be done to get going. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it was like, yeah. right, done a first wedding now, got some pictures, try and make a website, put the picture, you know, try and, you know, try and find some new people to con that I know, you know, that <laughs> yeah. I know to con into booking me. And then, <laughs> and I think, what happened then? I think, and, oh, and then I think I made, I made, I reached out to another uh, a guy in York who was a photographer and he was really kind and met, met me for a beer and let me tag along to a couple of weddings oh, um, cool. with him. So then I got a couple more and then, and then I think I booked my first wedding then. Oh no, I booked my first, my, I booked my first wedding on Gumtree, I think. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Nice. Nice. Do you yeah, remember yeah. how much, how, how much you were charging back then, Andy? What was your first? Uh, I, I think they paid me 200 pounds, something right. like that. Nice. For the, nice. First, for the first wedding. So nice. I think so. Yeah. You're a bit more and expensive I, now. I mean, maybe not for this year. I'm happy, I'm happy <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to say that I quickly, well, not that quickly, but yeah, I, I understood the value of charging appropriately for your services and slowly that went up. And uh, yeah, here, here I am half a dozen weddings later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, I asked something then, which you, um, which I said, you know, did you, you shot your sister's wedding and you, you did you realize you were good and you, that, and that's what you wanted to go forward for? And you said, no, you didn't realize you were good. And it's actually quite a good question, I think. And that I'm not saying, no, I don't mean, I just asked a good question. That's good. But I mean, what's that? <laughs> well done, Alan. Put yourself, <laughs> yourself on the back. <laughs> no, but it's something I don't know I've ever asked before. And it's actually quite interesting. Is that what, you know, has there ever been, was there? a point in your career that you realized you were good at it, you know, yourself, you know, was there a certain something that made you realize you were good at it or has that never happened? You know, you know, like me, I just, I don't still think I'm good at it. It's so weird, isn't it? It's just so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, but I guess hard, we are, but, we must be all right at it. We must be. But then, but then, yeah, like, again, this is a stuff I kind of like, I kind of like agonize over a lot. It's like, mm. what is that? Like, what is good, good for who? And what does that even mean? You know? And, and I think, mm you've always got, you know, I work, I make work now that my clients appear to really like, which is great. Mm. But I come back from weddings and I think I've done, you know, I still think I've done a dreadful job, you know, and I, and I edit the pictures and I'm like, oh my God, they're going to, what, I've, 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 I've messed this wedding up, you know, like there's, <laughs> how, how am I going to explain this? Am I going to have to, like, even now, like, but it turns out that most, you know, they always seem to like it. And <laughs> yeah. so I don't know, like, I, no, I and it's that. weird because then obviously the, then you get the, this external validation that we can get as as photographers in the industry. You know, like you can win awards, or you can be nominated for a prize, or you can, yeah, whatever. But but then, does what does that mean again? Like, yeah. does it mean it doesn't mean anything? You know, like so right. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely been. If I remember a couple of weddings early on where I I got in the car at the end, and I was like, yeah, I. I you know, I, th I felt good. Like I thought, man, I, I've done, I did good today, but only, I think looking back only in, only in this idea that I, I'd kind of maybe achieved this like arbitrary standard of stuff that I was trying to do, you know, which was based on the people I was looking at at the time, you know, these are the photographers. So mm -hmm. the, again, it's a, it's, it's the, the nightmare trap of being sucked into like the social media and, and what people put out is that you, you sit on the computer all day, look, looking at, work that other people have made and you wish you could have made mm, for whatever yeah. reason i don't know why you be, but you that's what you think right You're like man i wish i could make those pictures oh yeah and then and then so you you agonize how you do that and you try and break it down and you try and learn how to make those pictures in whatever way and then you go to your wedding 
And then you try and make those pictures. And then if you think you've pulled off making those kind of pictures, you can leave the wedding, pat yourself on the back. But ultimately, like, and, and I de- so I definitely had a few of those moments early on. But really, like, you start to learn that that's, uh, that's like you're on a hide into nothing then, you know? Like, mm. you're just trying to please yourself, which sometimes is good. But really, I think I got past that after shooting for a couple of years and really started to focus on, and I know it sounds so cliched, but just started to focus on the couples and what I think they wanted. You know, rather than rather than being the kind of selfish, I'm a photographer and this is the art I want to make. I mm. kind of I, I quickly realized that for me anyway, like that was a that was like just a, a route to bullshit. Whereas once you take once you kind of put the couples in the center central thing and think right, like how can I serve those people? Mm. Suddenly, a lot of stuff that I'd wanted to do before that I was kind of trying to do and measuring as a benchmark of my own success because, like, I'd made this kind of shot or I'd got a photo that looked a bit like his photo or her photo. Once you kind of stop trying to do that and you think, well, how, am I, how can I serve these guys? Then you've suddenly got a whole different level of, um, like, a, to grade yourself against, you know, a whole different bar of things to measure yourself up against. Mm, it's a lot healthier as well. Yeah, way, way healthier and way better for the clients and mm. way better for the business. And I think you make way more important pictures. But all that stuff about impressing people online starts to become a lot harder to do. Mm. Do, you yeah. know, do you know what I mean? Like, and that's the same, that kind of balance. Like you go, if, yeah, if you abandon doing one thing, you end up, you know, you sacrifice, you sacrifice to some extent some of that stuff, I think. And it's yeah. hard to... It's hard to like weigh those up. I don't know if that makes sense. But I no, know, it does. I, I don't know to say in my head, but <laughs> it does. It totally makes sense, man. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It totally makes sense. Uh, and that whole thing, that whole thing about looking at other. Do you, do you, I mean, we have to now look at other people's work so much as well because you know we're both kind of you know running communities. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, and yeah. I found personally, I have to say, for me, I, I was always looking at loads of photography before starting Repertage, but then I found it. it I personally it knocked my confidence uh, starting Repertage. You know, looking at all these bloody amazing work all the time and having yeah, to do yeah, everything, yeah. and then but comparing it to my own work, it kind of knocked my confidence. I don't know how you felt with starting, you know, Nine Dots. Did that ever have an effect on your work um yeah no i mean maybe different for you because obviously what like i mean this is reportage that obviously we're talking we're on right now like that was obviously <laughs> primarily an awards thing right from yeah. the get-go so mm. y- you uh yeah like i guess for you that's <laughs> it's pretty tough <laughs> like hey world send me the send me the best pictures you've ever made <laughs> yeah. planet planet earth <laughs> and, let, and let me beat myself with a birch stick while i look at them yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas whereas like the, the nine dots kind of grew differently so that started from us teaching workshops but then also with like the nine dots gathering was bringing in these great photographers and so obviously they were coming in to teach and so initially with you know yeah initially for us doing nine dots like the it was positive in in that regard because I learned loads and managed to meet some of these amazing photographers from all around the world and they would share stuff with me and other members in the community and yeah so in, in that regard it was it was definitely good but generally from looking at other people's work yeah like th- you know when I start like I said when I started wearing photography it was it was seeing all that fancy work and working out how I could make it that was the inspiration to me that like, that was a thing that kind of pushed me on whereas yeah like the longer you've been doing it, seeing wedding photography, it can, you kind of, I mean, you've kind of seen it all, right? There's, yeah. You know, like there's, it, and I, that, that sounds jaded and cynical, and I don't mean it to be jaded and cynical, but, you know, like once you've seen 
a thousand versions of essentially the same picture, right? Like, mm. it, it, as a th but that's the thing, right? As a third party, like as a person observing who had no connection with the wedding or the photographer, like, yeah, it's just like whatever. It just washes over you almost. Whereas that's kind of what I was saying before is that when you start putting as a photographer when you focus on the couples themselves then everything that you're making for them it becomes super important because really you're only making it for them mm. or their guests and their friends and their family and so that's that that is where i get most excited about now mm. um as you know as, as as a photography as a service purely to the couples and their guests rather than as a way to wait wave your willy in public about do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yes, and it's uh, good not doing the actual physical waving William public bit. Um, that's definitely to be avoided. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely. <laughs> that's my number one. If anybody, yeah, anyone wants a tip, don't do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt Cotton, you mentioned nine dots there. It's obviously also, and we will talk about that in a minute. But I just want to um, let's just disco. Let's have a bit of change of tack, Andy. Should we change tack yeah. a bit? Yeah. Do it, let's do it. Okay. So um I don't know if you if you listened to the podcast before or not, but the um I recently well that's it. Oh, that's cool, that's cool. Over the last over the past well, I guess past year, I've been doing a little Netflix uh, little quiz. We're gonna keep doing it because people might hate it, but I enjoy doing it. So um no, I don't know. Hopefully people enjoy playing along at home. So yes, I'm do you watch much telly or movies? Or um yeah, quite a bit. Okay. No, well Good. no, yeah, in a, in an evening, usually <laughs> like something i don't, don't watch any tv like we don't i don't, no. don't own a tv who does well, how do you, have tvs these days what like you mean like live tv like with like a television like a te i don't know like a television well, you know, well, how do you watch tv what do you watch on your computer or something uh yeah like on an ipad sometimes uh, oh, but we've, we've got like a projector with like a, oh, i've got a projector fixed up fancy. it's got like a yeah, all all the business expense on it for doing workshops. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's true though. That is saying <laughs> um, that's true. We just bought a new telly. I could say, yeah, that's. I mean, yes, it is for my exactly, home workshops. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So no, do yeah, do watch, do watch, uh, like Netflix and Disney and all that kind of stuff with the kids. You know, Disney okay. Plus. Cool. Yes, we've got this in post well. That's good. Okay, cool. Well, that's good. So, um, yeah, if anyone's just at home, I'm going to ask Andy like a synopsis of a movie or a, a season or something. And we're going to see if you can get it from the synopsis. Okay, you ready? Do it. Let's do it. Okay, okay, okay. So this first one um, is something that's been on recently. And um, yeah, okay. So it might not be Netflix. It might be speed or the kind of TV or something as a clip. Anyway, okay. I, could be, I could limit my knowledge because we don't subscribe to that many of those things. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's putting <laughs> the excuses in. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, 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 so it's, okay. Get them before they get you. 22 strangers, one castle, £120,000. Claudia Winkleman hosts the ultimate reality game of trust and treachery. I believe that's described in the uh, next Nine Dots gathering. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Um, oh, no, that's some... Uh... I heard a radio show about that the other day. That's how yes. boring I am. There was a radio. I, I was. I heard a show on Radio Four. Radio Four. That. I was going to. No, was it really Radio Four? Yes. It was on Radio Radio Four, and I was driving to a wedding, and they were talking about. Is it called like tra uh, traitor or something? That's it. The know. traitors. Well done. Yes. Boom. Good. Get in there. Have you not? You not watched it at all? I know. Nah. It's actually nah, really good. Honestly, it's really good. It's really good. Is Did it though? Like it is honestly it was it's great do you I, I love reality tv in general though oh do you, no I, I, I do i love no. it love it yeah fuck that <laughs> i love it honestly do you not you know watch love island then you're not a big love island fan. <laughs> no dude i love it it's so good. <laughs> someone, 
does it look like it is, is that show aimed at me? I don't know. <laughs> I know, but were you never um, a Big Brother fan either? No. <laughs> oh, oh, man. No, I love all that. You know, I just love it. Oh, just well, really yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, and that's the, the life's wondrous variety. That's what makes it so great. Eh? It's true. It's true. You can enjoy watching Love Island and I can not. <laughs> <laughs> I think a new season starts next week, so I'm quite excited. Ooh, but anyway, exciting. exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, let's one out of one so far. It's good. Let's go on to your second one. So this one is a, a lot older movie. Okay. Or film. I don't know why I say movie. It's film. But anyway, okay. So a team of commandos on a mission in a Central American jungle find themselves hunted by an extraterrestrial warrior. Predator. Yes. Boom. Well done. I nice. I remember that one from being a child. Yes, that was kind of Arnie in our youth, wasn't it? Was... Yeah, yeah. That was the sort of thing that was always around when I was too young to watch it. Yes. So I had, it was like, it was like the, that was one of those things that you'd like, you desperately want to see, or your mates at school would talk about that they claimed they'd seen it, but they obviously never had, you know what I mean? Like, yes. they hadn't. Yeah, yeah it, that, I remember specifically another Arnie film that was that for me. That was uh, The Running Man. Did you ever see yes. that? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That as a kid, all my friends said they watched that, and so my, my my parents let me watch the first ten minutes, and that guy's head gets blown up. Like, <laughs> That's I just say, is that, yeah. is that the one where his head explodes? <laughs> yeah, when he's like trying to escape the prison or whatnot, and then I just cried my eyes out, and they turned it off. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. should have listened to your parents. I know. Yeah, I don't know why they let me watch it. It was <laughs> yeah. in eighteen. But... Shocking, shocking behavior, really. Yes, I'm gonna have a word with them. Have a word. Okay, so this is good, man. Two out of two. So, okay, your third one. This is a hard one. I always do a bit harder one on the third one. Okay, this is a more recent film. I think it was released like last year or something. Uh, okay, so an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. I mean, it doesn't sound very realistic, does it? <laughs> it's not realistic. But I've got, no, I've got no. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's fake. That's why it's a movie. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, I've got no idea. No, cool. Okay, it's called um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Ah, oh, that's that, that's just one load of that was in the news, right? That's one. Uh, yeah, I think it has that's picked up loads of awards. Like, mm, I think so. Film awards. I don't know what they call Oscars. (laughs) I don't know. I think it has. I I only watched half there. I I was watching it on the plane and uh, like we were landing or whatnot. But it was good. I I do. I hate that when you start watching. Yeah. You got it. You got it. You always got to make sure you always check the the, the, like the remaining flight time before you settle down. Nothing worse than that is a good tip. That's the best tip, isn't that? That's gonna be the best tip of this whole podcast episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A a B-rate travel tip from Andy Gaines. Do anything about weddings or photography, but that's funny. Actually, well, a nice little segue. I think while I'm just talking about travel. Uh, but, but by the way, two out of three. That was really good. That's good. So well okay, done, Andy. That's good. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. But, yeah. <laughs> but let's go because you talked about traveling there. Um, you've done loads of destination weddings all over the world, and so yeah. Do you remember how? You know, a lot of people are really interested in them. That some people really, really want to get their first one. Do you remember how you got your first? And and our destination um, something that you still you know want to do going forward. Yeah, so I had to get my, my first one. I mean, again, the same same thing. So, so, I mean, probably like most like most people, I think. I did my first one in 2013, I think. So I've been shooting a couple of years and just like everybody, you want to shoot destination weddings. I think maybe more so then than now, like the, the, the destination wedding photographer badge was like, I think that was really deemed as like the ultimate mark of a master do you know what i mean yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. if you could say that's what you were you know again and and so i think i did my first one same thing i don't even know how i was uh yeah how did you get it just i don't know if it's just a normal inquiry or maybe like a a, a, someone 
um, referral from a friend. I think, you know, back in the day, I think, well, you were probably there. We used to be in like those, you know, different photography groups and stuff with a lot of similar photographers like you and me. And yeah. who else was that kind of people like Sam Docker who were, you know, that kind of all started at the same sort of time. And yeah. I think we just used to share inquiries and maybe got it through there or something. But again, it was it was like a lot of things. You, you know, you get it, and they, I did it on the cheap because that was the only way you could. You know, they they, they, were, they were getting made in the Sweet south of it. France. Mm. Oh yeah, they still only had a you know less than a thousand pounds or whatever to spend. You know, like <laughs> standard. So my first international wedding was south of France as well. Sorry to say, it's good. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm. Do you know? What? I can't remember. I think I think that one thinking of was my first one. Um, yeah, like did it go then, well? Did you have um, um, did you have sunshine? My, I've I've had loads we, of rain on my. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. I, you know, joke, I'm always joking. Like my couple's like every time I bring the sun, I'm like, yeah, I brought you the sun today. Ha ha ha. <laughs> lame, yeah. lame joke, but I bring the rain probably more often than not. <laughs> I do do Yeah, I've washed out some. Not me personally, but like I've had some absolute washout destination weddings for uh, sure. That always uh, does suck, doesn't it? Because you do think at least it's you know it's a guarantee it's going to be nice weather. And it yeah, like I mean, you just, I just feel bad. I just feel bad for the couples. It's like mm. like you say. Like, like that's definitely i mean that's got to be high on why they pick somewhere like the south of france or the med you know yeah. to get married and then to kind of you know basically yeah, have you know everything to just be like be like a sort of a wedding in yorkshire in december <laughs> so yeah like, yeah it's, it's not great <laughs> my as i say my first one was in south of france and they'd looked at the historical de- weather data for the past 13 years on that date and it had been pure sun and then literally on the wedding it was outdoor ceremony it was fine and then literally halfway through the ceremony it just poured down and they everyone had to get up and go into a bar <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all all the local villagers are like running outside taking pictures because it's never they've never seen rain before <laughs> and then the wedding Running, running the opposite direction but yeah. did that go well were you more stressed for destination one or no. not no i just no. kind of you don't I, get again, stressed about anything do you, do you what actually that's a good question andy Gaines. what do you do you get stressed or nervous about anything yeah um i'll tell you what actually let's let's like historically no never but these days more and more and i think oh. it's just i think it's getting old you know not mm. not not to like start being like boring and serious but i think you know i think like yeah, the last the last yeah, year or two definitely feel getting a bit more anxious about things in general, really? which is like yeah. yeah, I think so. Whereas yeah, before like I've always been pretty chilled out and laid back about stuff, and you know life's always been great and celavi, you know it's all good. Whereas why do you think yeah. that is getting older? Yeah, know, I don't know. I don't know if it's just middle age or you know impending mortality. Hopefully not that impending, but you know well, I think just no, I agree. I you know, think like, that. You, you know parents are all getting older like you know like the longer you live the more you know stuff happens you know what i mean i don't know well no yeah, i do I get know. it and I, i'm feeling similar as well actually um yeah i think the mortality thing is a big issue like my dad has been like ill recently really very breathless yeah. he was in hospital yesterday and stuff and that just makes you think well obviously about yeah, him shit, but also like, about so many things about life in general and stuff it's yeah, yeah man yeah, ex- ex- yeah like i could yeah same same stories basically and yeah it's yeah it's yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's mm. definitely, I've definitely found it. It's, you know, stuff that wouldn't have bothered me before now stresses me out a bit. And, and yeah, so I mean, with, with Destination Winners, no, that, that didn't really, they never really stressed me out. I mean, the logistics can be a bit stressful, eh? But not, not, no, yeah, not really. You're um, right with driving on the other side of the road? Yeah, mostly. I'll tell you what, drive, I always, I always find it easy driving on the other side of the road. But when I come back, because when you're when you're when you're abroad, right, like you're really attuned to like driving on on the other side of the road, like you you reminding like stay on the you know stay on the right, stay on the right, whatever it is. Mm. But then but then when I come back, 
there's a few times that I've come back from shooting destinations. Or I've been away a lot with destinations. There was a few is where I did like two thirds of my weddings abroad. And right. so you'd come back and I'd be, and there was one time I left a wedding in England, having spent a lot of time abroad. And I started driving on one side and I was like, shit, this is the wrong side of the road. Moved to the other side. And then I was like, no, no, this is the wrong side of the road. And legit for like two minutes driving down this quiet, luckily quiet country lane, I just couldn't work out what side of the road <laughs> I needed to be on. I was just kind of like, what the fuck do I do? Like, should I just hedge a bet and just pick pick a side and hope oh, for the man. best? That's scary. But then <laughs> and then a car was coming and this car was, it was luckily far enough away that I could see it. And I was like, right, he seems to be on the correct side. I'm going to, you know... <laughs> So, yeah. oh, it would have been funny if he was on the wrong side as well. Exactly. He was having the same problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many destination weddings. But no, so, so yeah, I use, uh, like, it's weird because I feel super fortunate. Like, I've shot loads and loads of destination weddings. And, and certainly back at the t- back in the day, it felt good doing them. But again, it's a, it's a kind of, it's an external mark because it's almost like for years, you know, you start shooting weddings and you want to like, get better. And there's always, you set yourself a new bar for what? these external kind of markers for what what is good and mm. making a shot that looks like this winning this kind of award shooting a destination wedding and so every time you tick one of those off you know you kind of give this little like you get a little high five pat on the back because you've, you've achieved another thing mm. uh but then obviously they're kind of external so after a while they're like that's you know you realize that those those external validations aren't yeah that important you know and mm. so definitely felt good doing them for that reason early on um and then okay. and, and now obviously you're gonna you know to sound ungrateful because obviously people still want to shoot and enjoy shooting abroad but you know the more you do it the the less uh the less the appeal kind of you know the novelty yeah. wears off i suppose you know and so it, not that i sound like an ungrateful dick because i don't know you to, don't sound ungrateful at all um, no it's just i'm, so, really, I'm really humble and glad of all the amazing experiences i've had in the traveling and stuff but Certainly now, like the appeal is maybe less than it once was. Yeah, you know? I totally get that. I think getting older and having a family as well and being away from the kids, that's a quite a big issue. Unless, have yeah, you ever yeah. made any, have you ever made any of your destination uh, weddings like a family holiday as well? Yeah, loads. Like we've tried try that, try and do that the most really. So, um, you Easy know. Easy way to get into the country as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> but yeah, so we've, we've done loads of great stuff with the kids. Like we, we went to New Zealand and. Oh, wow. Morocco, For a wedding Morocco. as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, oh, and cool. in France a couple of times, and Italy, and yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's been mega in that regard, to be fair. But and again, That's not cool. to sa- not to sound like a bit like you know party pooping. I think for me as well, like the whole um, like the, the the environment travel thing, I think is something that weighs in my mind now. So I feel like just you know pointlessly flying around the world when you don't really need to is definitely something that I guess. I'm kind of conscious of now. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess so, but those experiences you've given your kids though as well. We're going to like New Zealand, Morocco, and stuff that maybe you wouldn't have done without the weddings. I mean, that's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been loads. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's been like more than I can remember, really. Which of yeah, you're right. That has been amazing, and it's been good for them. But definitely mm. just the whole. Yeah, I'm. You know, they're great, yeah. but I'm definitely I'm. You know, definitely not doing it. as many. Yeah. yeah, definitely not doing as many as I was. What about you? You used to, you still shoot abroad a bit, right? Um, not many. Yeah, not many like you as well. I've done. I've done less and less. Um, I, I just got one this year in France. I only just booked recently, and we're gonna make like a family road trip of it. Although I'm not like confident like you. I'm driving on the wrong side, man. I'm so scared. <laughs> but I'll, it'll be fine. Um, I think we. Yeah, we're gonna drive. We might go to. I'm not not told our kids yet, but I think we'll go to Euro Disney on the way. Make a proper holiday. Oh, oh, the, so. the dream. They yeah, just get only to drive. She can drive. I, yeah, no, I think I will. I think She's I listening will. to this. 
<laughs> you know what? She listens to about the first 10 and then she's not listened to any more of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> she has enough of me at home. She oh, doesn't need to hear me for another. Yeah, the last thing she needs. Yeah, yeah that's funny. I can, I can yeah, yeah. No, we, we actually, we went to France this year with the kids for exactly that, for a wedding. Um, oh, cool. Did you drive? Van down. Oh, yeah, yeah, I drove yeah, all the way down. Yeah, that's perfect, isn't it? With a camper van, it, it, is, re- it is really good. But it, it was weird because the wedding was amazing. We ended up having, we actually had to take our kids to the wedding. Just oh, right, because game crash. Yeah, the plan was that um, we were going to stay with some friends who were who got a house near near in the same region, but that didn't work out time wise and stuff. So we ended up uh, like about two weeks before the wedding, I had to kind of sheepishly call the bride and be like, "Hey, so would you mind if we brought two feral children to your yeah. wedding? You <laughs> we got a know? crash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you'll need one. Yeah, no, no." <laughs> But it worked out. It worked out all right. It was good. Um, oh, that's yeah, nice. So, yeah, nice. I saw her at the wedding as well, and Abigail yeah. as well. well yeah. yeah. Well, she she was filming. She so oh, we, cool. we we started offering video for the last few years, and she was so she was filming. Uh-huh. So she, we were both work, we were both working at the wedding, and the kids were literally just left to their own devices <laughs> in, in a camper van in a field. We were like, <laughs> all, all we need all we need is somewhere we can park the van that's not in the sun in the south <laughs> of France, and they'll be fine. Well, that's so, good that they could. That's cool, man. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah, no, it's good. It, 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 I, like I really like that. Like, you know, I've got a lot of friends. When I'm talking to friends who are very much like they don't, they don't like the idea of having the stress of the family there, or or having their holiday ruined by a wedding, or having their wedding mm. ruined by a holiday, one or the other. Whereas, nah, it's great. Just oh, that's good. Know. That's good to know. Because I've never been able to do that before, actually. So I've not done as many destinations as you, but I've still never had really the opportunity to take them all away. Because I think I think my kids are a bit younger. You know, it's been yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. and stuff. So. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing that. that, that. Oh, nice. Yeah, you'll have, you'll have the best time, man. You'll have a good time. Did you go, like, uh, did you use the Eurotunnel or did you go ferry? Or Yeah, yeah, Eurotunnel. Is this yeah. basically just sending into, like, holiday tips for you? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I want to know about this, yeah. <laughs> and do you drive, do you exit, like, virtually straight onto the motorway and stuff? Have you never, t- you've never taken the Channel Tunnel? No, I never no, have, no. It's great, yeah. mate. Couldn't recommend it, couldn't recommend it more. No, it's um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You just you drive straight onto the thing, and you drive out, and you basically just leave and get straight onto the motorway, and you get out. Yeah, it's good. Uh, okay. You sit, so you sit in in your car like while you're on the in the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> this is li- we're literally talking about. I mean, people probably Google it. I mean, you could probably Google this. Yeah. I'll tell you anyway. Yeah, you can get out. So you basically just park your car in a in a. You drive onto the thing, and it's just this big open. It's like being in the back of a big truck or something you know and you get out of your car but you're supposed to stay with your vehicle and there's toilets if you walk like a the entire length of the train through all the oh, carriages right. which is just, okay. just like a long row of parked cars in the middle of a thing but it's only like 20 minutes and you get out uh, it does sound good yeah that sounds great good. cool well um, thank and, you for and that. that's good. perhaps in the notes of this podcast you could put my affiliate link for the uh, <laughs> thing and uh <laughs> i don't have affiliate link for the shuttle no no that's funny <laughs> yeah. okay okay that's all good man thank you for that that's all good that's all good um okay man so yeah you we mentioned it earlier and um so obviously as well as being an awesome photographer yourself you're also one of the co-founders of nine dots so yeah so a community education and training for photographers and you also host the, the annual gathering which is amazing you know i've been to everyone it's so good yeah man. yeah can you tell us more about you know for the for maybe the one person who's not heard of nine dots you know what can you tell us more about it how you how you came to start it and I don't know well, how yeah, things are yeah. going with it now because you're making a bit of a change of direction this year with the gathering, aren't you as well? So, so. Yeah. So, so uh, I should have, I've not got my I've not got my notes, my plug notes. No, no. So <laughs> Nine Dots is exactly what you just said. It's like an educational community for wedding photographers, really. And it was started like I've been doing it long. We started in 2015, I think. Yeah. That's a so long that's time, like though. that's that's like I've been doing it longer than not. Well, as a, as a photography, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's weird. Mm. And um, yes, yeah, so we and so originally it was it was 
originally we just kind of offered workshops and events like the gathering like a, a conference in effect that's not a conference um <laughs> And then, and but then, yeah, and also we offer kind of online, you know, there's online um, education and the online community, and you know, we've got online like courses and online content and online workshops and all that kind of stuff, just to make all photographers around the world better people and better photographers. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Very good. Do you think that might be the reason that it might be the reason why it's harder for us to get bookings is because the overall quality it's it's your fault we're doing nine dots. You've raised (laughs) the level of photography. (laughs) That's what someone was saying. They're like, man, you shouldn't have told that these people had to get good. I was like, it's good. No, I don't mind it. And you know, we've we always, you know, we've always kind of preached this this at nine dots is like, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. And so Mm. we we, you know although it is just like marketing speak, I genuinely believe it. It's like if if we as a community empower each of us to become better and the best that we can, then not only does our work as a group get better, which forces us each to kind of push our own work and to make better art and to be better at our craft, which is good from that side of things, but it also means that the industry as a whole can kind of push the bar up in terms of how much the industry is worth and how much people charge. And so that's true. If we can, if we can get to a state where you know, everyone who shoots weddings can charge twice as much as what they used to do, then it means that we can all charge twice as much as what we used to do and we can improve the perceived value of wedding photography. And that's, again, that's only good for everybody, you know? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I try and tell myself that when my bookings are down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's it's true. And and to be fair, like like the community, you know, I mean, you know, because you've been to the event and, and you've been to nine dots and you know so it's it is about education and it's about sharing ideas as, as photographers and best practices and things but ultimately like the community element certainly with nine dots is the thing that man i'm so like i'm so proud to be involved with it and it's it's given me like some of yeah some amazing you know joys and times of my life really you know so it's been it's been oh, awesome in that in that regard you know even if not for nothing else so yeah it's good Oh, so cool, man. You cre- what you've created there is just is so awesome. It really is. As I say, I've been lucky enough to be to every gathering and it's each one has just been brilliant. And yeah, as you yeah, say, yeah. the community you've built around it and it's just yeah, it's, it's Yeah, just it's good. It's just like a gen like just to have to know that you've got that genuinely caring and supportive community of people that are generally like got your back and yeah, it's there's been and there's been some amazing kind of uh like stories and experiences of people and the community like stepping in to help people who have been in difficulties in different ways and yeah it's just great it's really something i'm really really proud to be like part of so yeah it's, it's good that's really cool man how do you find running it you know and how, alongside you know full-time wedding photography as well you say, it must be tough it's tough isn't <laughs> it's it, though, stressful, mate. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no it's, it's good but it is hard and i mean you might you may feel the same with with what you're doing it's mm. It, it is kind of hard juggling those different things and and you know you've got you've got this you've got your wedding photography baby that i've kind of built you know for more than 12 years now like that i'm trying to keep going and adapt and evolve and keep moving and but that's obviously like a totally different beast working like business to cut to customer like we are with our clients and our couples than say nine dots is where i'm trying to do like in effect business to business yeah. you know running something for other people so it's a real from like a from a boring business point of view it is kind of hard to spin all those plates all the time. And yeah. obviously we get really busy with weddings part of the year. And so the ball gets dropped at nine dots sometimes. And then other times nine dots requires loads and loads of attention. So I, we do that, but then the ball gets dropped with my wedding work. And yeah, yeah 
it's hard, but it's reward. It's super rewarding, and I love it. And I love the variety and all the rest of it. And but yeah, it's it's, it's tough for sure. Yeah, oh, I totally yeah, I totally appreciate that. And I mean, I mean, because you have you know obviously one of the biggest things about Nine Dots is that annual gathering. So you know, I, I with Repertage, you know, I have the Christmas party, but I don't have that big kind of conference, that huge event. You know, obviously I'm kind of partnered with Doc Day, but that's I'm just partnered with them. They do it all. Um, and it's, <laughs> yeah, they're right. Yeah, it's all there. That's why you're yeah. that's why you're wise. That's why you're so wise. <laughs> but I mean, it must be so stressful actually having that physical event, which. Is is, it must have you know so it must have such high costs involved with it it must be so stressful every year yeah it is it like every, everything you just said is basically yeah i mean yeah. It's, it's worth it every time but it, it definitely goes through stages of where you know well in the run-up to it when we're doing it there's definitely the whole this is the last time we're never doing this again this is yeah. never that's it we are done and then instantly that's replaced with this is the greatest thing ever yeah next year let's do five <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go, through, go through all the emotions and yeah it, it is all those things so it's good but i think you know yeah we, i i just feel you know and i know rahul is feels the same about rahul kona who i run it with he feels the same it's like we you know we it, like the reward is definitely worth it you know it's just a great it's a great event and community to be part of you know so i think oh like, yeah that so, seems so che- seems so cheesy, but like the the, re- the you know that reward is re- is kind of worth it. You know, really, it's it's good. It's a good oh, thing. Cool. It's a good thing to be able to know that we've helped make. You know what I mean? It's yeah, totally. It made a difference. It made a difference to people's photography, but it made a people's different lives as well and their friendships. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so I hope so. Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so I've been to them more and they've all just been just amazing. and just love it. And tell us about, so, you know, every year the gathering has been in London, but it's, it's somewhere different this year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've done it in London every year, but then just for, cause it changes as good as a rest. And cause, cause we, cause we really like making work for ourselves, but, <laughs> but also, also because, you know, people have said like four days in London is pretty expensive and hard to get to. And, Blah yeah. blah blah. So yeah, we've moved moving to Leeds this year um, for the oh, yeah. for this November, which is going to be uh, going to be amazing. Like the the lineup's great. Like we always try and get a a good diverse kind of lineup of, of photographers and presenters. But yeah, and so it's, it's looking like it's going to be really good. And uh, oh, move, yeah. moving north for the year, we'll see how it goes, and then maybe we'll next year. Who knows? But. Uh, awesome yeah. i'm looking forward i think you know obviously i love bounce i love table tennis but it'd be cool to be in a fresh place as well a fresh a different city i think it's cool yeah I, yeah, it's yeah. A, a smaller train drive uh, for you a smaller train journey <laughs> See, a little yeah, tr- much easier travel for me <laughs> Every, everyone else is gonna really struggle but for, uh, it's i'm i'm really happy yeah. i think for me down in cornwall it's a bit similar leads to london <laughs> to I mean, be fair like, mate everywhere's far from you though so. yeah no, no, no. no yeah yeah but um no it's good and i think one of the things i mean because you were there this year and one of the uh when uh, one of the speakers from this year who was talking, a guy, an Australian photographer called uh, Ollie Sansom, mm-hmm. when he was speaking, he was, you know, he was talk, talking about the power of kind of getting together as a community and bringing ideas together and sharing. And he, he brought up this thing about uh, this this festival he'd said heard about called Fuck the Bands Festival, where um, I think they put a festival on for a couple of years and they got bands in and it was really great. But they kind of realized that beyond the bands like what was really great was just bringing the people together who had the shared passion of this kind of music and so then they just put the festival then then they turned it into the fuck the bands festival so they put a festival on with no music and they found that everyone still came and it was still the best time of everyone's lives Uh, that's cool and 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 so with the nine dots thing it's like you know we um and are about moving it and and we um and are about the speakers and obviously the speakers are super important but ultimately like like you've said all that matters is getting the people together and having a, a 
a great you know sharing and sharing ideas and having a good time together and being there for each other and so almost that element is 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 the most important thing so you could almost do that anywhere in any form and it would still be great you know what i mean yeah totally i totally get that yeah yeah awesome man and um Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. And people listening now, I'll obviously include a link through to Nine Dots uh, on this Andy's uh, podcast page on this Repertoire. So do go along. You've got to come along. It's always been a bloody brilliant event. So good. So yeah, yeah cheers, man. Yeah. It, w- it will be good. It will no, change your life for yes. the better. For the better. Yeah. <laughs> but, but possibly for the worse, just for the day after. But then the better. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That hangover on the train coming home is always the worst. Yeah. It's worse. Yeah. When you're getting old like us. I know. So, yeah, so true. So true. At least I can doze on the train. I'm good at sleeping on public transport. I'm good at that. Yeah. Really? Good. You know, One of my only stop, um, I have done. Yeah, I remember going to an all-nighter in Rockworld in Manchester. So I was coming back at like half six in the morning. And I woke up on the bus coming back into Manchester because I'd missed my stop and the bus was coming back. But yeah. Oh, got it. You've done that, though, haven't you? You've, do- you've done that, haven't you? Oh, mate, I've had a few things. Well, no, the worst thing for me, so like, I, you know, we go to London for like nine dots days or parties or meetups or whatever always end up drinking too much and then for me like the trip you know there's always like a last train back at like 10 o'clock or whatever which goes to york in a couple of hours oh, yeah but if i fall asleep then the next stop's edinburgh and oh. you, you don't you don't want to wake up at edinburgh at like no. 1 a.m you know like in the cold north of in you know we were north of scotland yeah. like cold and yeah yeah so that's been now i've had a few terrible ones actually the worst the worst one ever there was when i went to um i went to way up north and uh, I can't remember, I've been to the, the Way Up North conference, which moves around Europe, and I've spoken there a couple of times and been as a, as a guest at that a couple of times as a punter. But one time from there, like, the best, cheapest flight back was like, when it was like the 6 a.m. flight, the first flight back the morning after the party. And so I reasoned that like, oh, I'll go to the event, then I'll go to the party. And when the party finishes at two, I'll just, you know, go to the airport, it'd be fine, just get straight on the flight. But I yeah. ended up getting a bit too carried away at the party. And literally like my last memory of the actual event is like being in the party and then i kind of came to like in the security like of of like manchester airport and i've got no recollection what? of the entire flight oh my god so days. i don't know it's absolutely you know literally, I, I can't remember getting to the airport i can't remember getting through security i can't remember getting on the plane i can't remember being on the plane i've just kind of my, my next vivid memory of that thing is like being <laughs> in manchester airport and i'm like how the that fuck did I even, how did I even get back? I was like, oh. how did I even manage it? And then the worst thing is that, is that so I, I, I was in Manchester airport, like just off my head, completely ruined. Like it was at like 8 a.m. or whatever after the flight had landed. And then I, and as I was getting on the train, I bumped into an, a, a previous wedding couple who were, who were going to an holiday. And so then I had to suddenly like switch my game face on and be like, hey guys, oh. great to see you again. How's it going? <laughs> Where, what are you doing here? And yeah, it was horrendous. Oh man, that does sound horrendous. That's like a nightmare, that is. I can't recommend that. <laughs> I, man, I've still, I've still got some more photography questions, but let's do mm. some quick fire kind of random other ones as well, because I, I like this. This is uh, really do good. It, do it, so, do it. Yeah. Okay. So semi quick fire. It doesn't have to be like one word, but, but okay. So, but as a kid or a teenager growing up, did you ever have any celebrity crushes? Oh my word. Um, it's it's be quick fire. Yeah. <laughs> jet, jet from gladiators. <laughs> she was definitely no, one of mine. No? No, nothing that springs to mind. Really? Well, that's cool, man. I used to have like um, a picture of Ulrika Johnson in my school diary as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, 
I, I was so yeah, like talking before. I was really into like climbing when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. Before I was into, I was into climbing, like rock climbing, and before that, fishing. So uh-huh. literally, the posters on my walls were of like ripped, skinny men <laughs> with like a vest, holding a big or, fish, or holding a, or holding a big pike. So yeah, that. <laughs> that's the sort of things i had on my wall <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that is funny man uh i did also have like a big kurt cobain kind of um poster on my wall actually mm. yeah went big through nirvana he'd place. be a good crush yeah i'm, yeah. Gonna, go, I'm gonna go with kurt cobain <laughs> <laughs> and, and whilst on the subject of music can you remember the first record or cd or tape that you ever bought or one of the first ones um i don't know if i bought it bought it but i was out i got queen's greatest hits number oh, one nice. volume one on cd that was the first cd i ever got oh that's cool that's i think i bought it with my own money but i definitely that was i got hold of it so that was like yeah i got it nice nice have you have you ever made any really memorable mistake at a wedding um yeah I've, uh, the worst one was when i got dog poo all over a bride's dress and they had to cut the dress out just to, to, to remove the dog poo <laughs> well, i'll write from like a portrait shoot yeah Oh man, actually, that is pretty bad. <laughs> it's just dreadful. It was a vintage, like nineteen twenties dress. So she, they, they, the wedding was in uh, Oslo, and they went to. Uh, she actually went to Italy to buy this dress that she'd found, like a nineteen <gasps> twenties, like beautiful, like art, you know, deco style, oh, you know, okay. dress thing. Mm. And yeah, and she, they went. We went to do some pictures, and she walked into some dog poo, and then it got on the dress, oh, and no. then the, 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 then the groom tried to scrub it out, but it made it spread, oh, and then they no. had to say. So they had to send the best man to get scissors to cut out this big batch of dress. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. We're laughing now, but at the time, it was not great. No, I bet. Were they were they all right with you, or were they blaming you for? Because no, luckily, the luckily, luckily, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't exactly my fault. Like it was more like it's boring, boring, boring story. But that's uh, not a boring story. Let's <laughs> on a wedding dress is a bit different. <laughs> yeah no 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 so yeah like we, it rained all day at this wedding and we hadn't done any portraits and i mean you know like i don't know people like i don't really do many portraits but always it's nice to get at least a handful like yeah, just to have two minutes to get some and so it rained all day and we're not going to get any and it was this like urban venue in the middle of a city and while they were eating the meal i ran upstairs and i found this roof terrace that had uh it had like a little rope across it you know but it wasn't locked so i lifted the rope and i went up and said oh perfect we can get some shots on here so as the sun was going down um you know i was like you know guys look i found this perfect spot for some pictures we've not got any because it's been raining just come up on this roof terrace and we'll make some pictures so we went up on the roof terrace and i was like just go stand over there and have a cuddle and i took some pictures and when they were doing that they just they were like oh we need to practice our first dance because it's yeah. our first dance in a minute. So they start, you know, as often happens, they started practicing the first dance, swirling around this roof terrace. But what we hadn't realized at the time was that for some reason, some God-known reason, the, the owner of the venue or someone had been letting their dog, like, use it as their... It was just... Oh. There was just shit everywhere. And we just <laughs> hadn't seen it. So all over this floor, there was just all this roof terrace. It was just dog crap. And so, oh. yeah. And, you know... The, the, yeah. Yeah. The end... <laughs> But, uh, that's they a did, good they story did, though like that they didn't blame me they didn't blame me oh that's Thanks. good that's good because some yeah because some couples could you know they could couldn't they yeah, yeah so do you yeah. always check for poo now do you like always check for poo that's my main thing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually take i bring an assistant with me now just uh an eagle-eyed assistant just to <laughs> scout for, for shit on the floor yeah <laughs> always go to a wedding with a poo bag in your pocket <laughs> doggy bag yeah yeah <laughs> <Poop is super. laughs> 
um, okay uh, what what does it mean to be successful to you andy what does success mean to you Dude, um just to be happy yeah I think that's, that's it now yeah for sure yeah and that's very important like i said 12, 12 years ago it would be to make pictures that look like you know fairwaristies and jeff newsoms but now mm. just to be just to be happy yeah yeah no i think that's great what what is it what if anything bugs you about our industry oh mate where can i where do i start um, <laughs> yeah. um hmm. <laughs> it's yeah, definitely you know weighing what? up what to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know there's long pauses that you'd have to cut out um no nah, i i mean there's, there's nothing nothing i don't know lots of everything and nothing you know like mm. you know it's too clear like a lot of the things that I think maybe people, I think the wedding photography industry is actually, I think has, has progressed a lot in the last few years. And certainly the, the people that I kind of spend my time with say in nine dots community and those, those kind of circles, it's very good. It feels now that it's really good at self-regulating out all the bullshit, bad stuff that maybe a few years ago was everywhere. You know what I mean? So the things that, you know, the, the moaning or the bitching or the, Talking you know, the, the yeah or whatever exactly all those whinges people seem to have kind of regulated themselves a lot i think i think the one thing that i hate about the, i guess the one thing i hate about the industry which is not so much the industry is more that is is that is dealing with the fact that it feels beholden to marketing forces which don't necessarily have the industry's best interests at heart yeah. you know i mean so so like um you know, and a good. So, just super quick aside. These are supposed to be quick fire, right? That's <laughs> all right. It's good. They, like, so super quick aside. Like, you know, so just just to take one tiny little like microcosm of that. You know, the minute, you know, Instagram is kind of the the, the platform du jour that people seem to be using mm. to like to, to help generate business. That's a big thing. And obviously, Instagram now is ever more promoting video as opposed to photo, and ever more promoting portrait images in a 16-9 ratio yeah. than anything else and so there's nothing wrong with that per se but if you know if you extrapolate that out if the only way that people are going to be experiencing media i.e like brides and future brides in the public is through 16-9 portrait format video that really limits the that really limits the craft and of the, the, the media that we work in or that have historically worked in which is three two landscape still photography right and yeah. so having to kind of like being kind of beholden to that not yeah. that you are you know what i mean not that I we totally. are but, mm. but you know like in a way it's like but semi-are yeah I mean, it and, feels like we have know, to dumb you, down our work for that kind of that kind of format right? mm, and yeah. then and so on the one hand people might say look just play the game you know instagram wants a 69 portrait video make him a 69 portrait video it's like well yeah fine but what can you put in a 69 portrait video there's not much you could put in it other than portraits, vertical shots of brides <laughs> yeah. walking away into the sunset yeah. or walking back towards a camera. And so, you know, from my observation of what's happening in the industry, the big thing now seems to be what, what's important is short videos or portraits in a video format of brides walking away from the camera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. It is what it is. But there's this whole wealth of, important valuable craft which people 
can create and do create as photographers, which has got huge value to the people involved, way beyond a picture, a video of a bride walking away back towards a camera. And, you know, that's kind of being lost a little bit. Yeah, you know? I, I totally but, agree with you. That I totally agree. But, but then it is what it is, right? So, I mean, what you, yeah. you can just, you just carry on do your thing or whatever and and you know it's hard because if then if people people only share you know photographers if, if if their main thing is sharing their work on instagram then then de facto their work becomes only that you know what i mean mm. and so yeah i don't know no it's true no, Just, no i totally yeah. understand so yeah no. that's my short one word answer yeah that's good <laughs> 10 minutes later no i totally understand that and it was i mean video wasn't a thing on instagram but when i started reportage i mean it was it was still instagram was all about the portraits and it still is really but and that was a reason of started reportage trying to push back against that you know right yeah, 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 yeah it really was but i mean it's interesting with the video is that you know with abigail doing video now how long has that been has she been doing that was that you know did that start as a did you purposely want to diversify and have like different income streams or was it a passion anyway? And you know, how did that kind of begin? Do you know what? God, I don't know. I'm the worst guess ever. I just can't remember. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like it was something. It was again, it's one of the things is like, why don't, cause she used to be a teacher and she worked okay. like full time as a teacher worked far harder than I ever did. <laughs> and then, but like lots of teachers kind of got started to get disillusioned with it and, and kind of and quit basically back in 2016 and with the ability to then come and work work on this business with me and so she did that and then um it was more of those things that were like maybe we could maybe we could try this like why not like you know she has she had no desire she's 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 not that into it she had no real desire to do it but it was more like we could give it a go and it's and it's kind of and it's just gone from there really so we she like last I mean, now it's good. Like she probably does like fifty percent of the weddings, maybe now. Really, that, that you do, yeah, yeah. So we work together, like maybe maybe, maybe a bit under fifty, but like a fair bit. That's um, good knowing that. So about fifty percent of the weddings that you do, you know that you're going to kind of get on with the videographer on the day. <laughs> well, well, no, <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of that. No, no. no, no do you, do you ever argue? Do you work beautifully together? Or do you? No, we don't. Uh, it's all right. It, the thing, the thing that's difficult is, and she'll say the same, is that she kind of came into it totally as a, as a total newbie. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a lot of photographers who have maybe shot weddings as photographers. And so I have this huge understanding of weddings and cameras and framing and everything. She literally yeah. came into it. No, knew nothing, you know? And so obviously like I'm always kind of, because I've shot so many weddings on the day, I'm always like one step ahead, really. Certainly mm -hmm. when she started. And so, yeah, there was a few things where it was like, I'd be like, no, no, stop coming in. She was like, look, if you want to fucking do it, do it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you think you, if you think you're so good. Um, <laughs> and so we definitely have quite a few of them, but to be fair to her now, like, so she's, you know, she's been doing it on and off for like two or three years and she's uh, pretty handy. <laughs> so it's, it's actually quite good. And like, you know, she knows what she's doing now. So I, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to stick my oar in quite so much. Um, <laughs> No, that's yeah. cool man that's cool I mean, it's great that you can do it together you know obviously i've said it before on the podcast and I, I love only to bits but i just can't imagine like working with her like for a whole day i don't know i don't know i'm sure yeah. it'd be fine but yeah, yeah it's okay. if you get if you get abigail on the next podcast she can she'll probably say exactly the same to you <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know but yeah um yeah it's great i think it, i think it's like it's awesome and it's you know when i think back to like our family work-life balance when i was doing this job full-time away every weekend and Abigail was doing a job full time away all the week. 
you know, it was yeah, pretty, yeah. it was pretty crappy. So, so we're re- yeah, we're mega, mega fortunate that we could sort of say, let's just go all in on this. And yeah, it's, it's good. No, it's, that's yeah, it's really been, cool, man. Well, it's working. I mean, Alex, as I say, she'd probably say different, but it's great. Yeah. No, 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 it's good. That's really good. <laughs> Yes. Okay, man. Um, um, let's see. I've got a couple more questions. So I think this this will be a penultimate one. Um, I'm going to be quick. I, pray, I swear I'm going to be quick. No, no, you don't need to be quick. It's just good. It's really so good talking to you, man. It's, it's, it's so interesting. Really, really, really cool. Um, but yeah, so you've won buckets of awards, you know, loads of different organizations, including being, you know, our reputized UK number one photographer of 2022 and second in the world overall, which is awesome, man. Congrats on that again. But um, the one I specifically wanted to ask you about today is um, being a range finder rising star back in 2014. Because you know, Rangefinder re- recently released their top thirty uh, just before yeah, Christmas. Yeah. There's been a lot of attention about it all recently. So yeah, I just want to ask you about that. You know that that it, award specifically. Did it have did it have an impact on you or your career? You know, do you remember? You know, it was where a you vintage. Were? It was a vintage year, wasn't it, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bringing it up for that reason. But no, I just find it. You know, who else, it, it, who else was in there <laughs> that year? I, I don't know. <laughs> no, but I'm, I. It, it did have a big effect on me. So I wondered, did it did it have a big effect on you? You know. Um, do you know what? I don't know if it did, but that's interesting. You've yeah. said that. What what effect did it have on you? Well, honestly, I think it had a it had a really big effect on me, like, like tangible as well. It gave me a big. It did give me a big boost in confidence. You know, maybe you know, rightly or wrongly. You know, it did give me a big boost yeah. in confidence. But then I felt like I just kind of tried to make the most of it, and that's when I started my you know law school workshops and stuff. And then that doing the workshops helped my then photography career and then it's helped you know starting reportage it all it all to me kind of seemed to snowball from then so yeah okay yeah that's that's fair i mean yeah cool that's interesting i guess like i would kind of say in some ways it had no effect whatsoever Right, just, okay. just to counter that but also <laughs> yeah. but also like tangibly this is you know and this is what i've said when you know tangibly at the time doesn't doesn't mean fuck all does it i mean realistically you know no, no. no of course no. And I, I don't mean to denigrate the awards or anything but it really like i probably directly didn't probably book any weddings from it um etc mm. etc but like you just said i guess the, cum- the cumulative effect of, of it yeah was was t- yeah so for sure like if the range kind of thing yeah it's it's a good good willy wave not <laughs> actually um yeah, not actually, it, you know it, it feels good it's the ego is good and again like yeah so like you just said i think um so i, I got rangefinder and then about the same time i got the the one the twaa what's yeah, that one did, didn't he? The, T- overall yeah. uk photographer of the year so, so like the, those two at the same time you know like, similar to you like i did a couple of workshops for the first time um and then we that was kind of then we started doing nine dots and obviously within the industry those kind of awards mean a lot to other photographers so that like you said i guess there's this clout there that you can mm. leverage for one of yeah. the better work god it sounds so corporate doesn't it but i know, you know it does I mean? doesn't it but this is a business as well what we do you know, yeah 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 100 percent. Um, mm. and so yeah i guess in those yeah but it's it's i guess it's it's more the it's just nice to like i said it's an external validation but it's still a validation right so it's still always nice to yeah to, to nice to be recognized for stuff isn't it oh yeah Plus, yeah the other thing with those kind of awards is that i think for the first time ever because obviously i'd spent years and years just being a musician bum avoiding the real world and then i kind of rolled into being a photography bum i still feel like i'm just avoiding the real world do you know what i mean <laughs> I still feel like i'm avoiding doing a proper job yeah, so, get to get things like that they're nice that i can actually go to my mum and dad and be like look mum i've actually yeah. got a proper job <laughs> like to, you know like, see this is you know 
I'm, uh, not, I'm not just totally pissing my life away. <laughs> I've, got some, I've got something here that says I'm okay. Yeah. Did they roll? <laughs> did they roll their eyes when you went from like musician to photographer? Did they? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe they, they, they might roll their mind's eye a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I mean, they're awesome, and they've always been super supportive of. You know, they're great. Yeah, the legendary parents. Like, they've always been mega supportive. But oh, that's... Um, yeah, I think. You know, there's, it's as much that my mum can be like, ooh, Andrew's the best wedding photographer in the whole world when she goes to a coffee mornings or whatever. <laughs> That's nice, though, isn't it? You're right. And there's the, <laughs> those you're right, though. It's so funny. Like, but no, I'm not. It's like, no. it's like, but you are. You are to them. You are to them. I, yeah. yeah. To my mum. I'm, I'm my mum's favourite wedding photographer, I reckon, for sure. Oh, I hope yeah. so. I think I'm my mum's probably second or third favourite. But yeah, I okay. that. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she said I was. <laughs> Yeah, you're my mum's one. Uh, that's funny. No, you're right though. That there aren't many industries like ours that you can that get that kind of validation. I think so, and not no. just the awards, but even just like we get that validation or not when we put our work up, you know, instantly on Instagram or mm -hmm. Facebook. You know, we get that kind of feedback. And then, and then my wife is doing something like which is so important with like diagnosing autism in children. And, you know, exactly. and, and they don't get that kind of. You know, sometimes she gets lovely feedback, which she does, but they don't get that kind of instant feedback. And they're doing exactly. something so much yeah, more. Yeah. Important. Yeah, maybe I couldn't important. agree with you more. I mean, that's it. We, we, you know, and it's weird because we get wrapped up in that. You know, especially like both of us who who taught a little bit. You get wrapped up in the importance of what you do and the craft of the photography and making it the best and doing it for the couples. But it's like we're not curing cancer. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like we're yeah. just we're, we're making pretty pictures for people to put on their walls and in a book. It's like mm, yeah. you know, you know, and obviously there's an importance to it. But yeah, it's crazy. You know, it you is. don't see like you know we got a bathroom we had our bathroom done recently and the plumber that came round he wasn't like yeah i've been voted uk's top plumber <laughs> top top 10 uk plumber like it's like it's just a guy going out and doing his work and in, and it's funny because yeah. yeah like in a way i kind of like you know i'm i fully embrace that element of our industry and i've and i've and i've from both sides you know i've embraced it as a photographer and as an industry with, with nine dots mm. but at the same time it is maybe that element of the industry that does stress it doesn't stress me out but you you know you're you it's not trying to keep up with that all the time mm. it's stressful in a way i wish it was just that we we're all like jobbing plumbers and all you have is the yellow pages <laughs> and you just you know you like that's, they, they just people found wedding photography and you did good work and you got recommended which it is i suppose you know that is an element of it yeah you know just just but it, if i'd love it if all we had to worry about was going out doing a good job and you know getting recommended and continue to do good work you know and there, there is an element of that but it can be like that but there is this whole cloud of industry around us that is kind of distracting our attention all the time yeah for, good, for good and bad you know for good and bad yeah but it's funny because we're both talking about it. we're but we're kind of part of that as well are we Ooh. part of the problem then as well yes it's we funny. are yeah. we're, part, part the, we're part of the solution and the problem at the same time but it's not funny actually talking about it now as running things like this is that we it is quite you know some people love like both uh, organizations and then so, and some people are totally opposite and and hate those kind of things and yeah i understand mm. it i understand it as well and, and even you talking about it, then we have that kind of like um that dialogue within us about it it's it's, it's a strange thing it's yeah, strange. yeah 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 it's, yeah yeah I mean, some people hate awards vehemently hate awards i understand that for sure well. yeah yeah and yeah and then yes yeah, same but then like you know I guess it, it, it's just all, it's all like good. You just don't want, you just, any, you just, I guess you're just not going to take any of it too seriously. Yeah. You know, but key. at the same time, but at the same time, you've got to take some of it deadly seriously. 
you know, yeah. so, like we were talking about at the beginning, so serious that I'm going to stick around at a wedding till 1am in the morning when there's nothing happening, mm. just because that's what I do, you know, and like, you know, it's weird, so I don't know, but like I say, like juggling those things all the time is like, it's just what you've got to do, I guess, or get used to doing that, I don't know. Yeah. Again, sorry, that was, a, that was another not very quick fire answer. No, that was a great answer there, great answer, great answer. If we, um, if it was all just back to the yellow pages, we'd do okay with uh, both our A names, aren't we? Exactly, mate, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd be or we could rebrand to like Aardvark photography yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay Andy honestly it's, it's been so good it's just it's been so natural this is a really nice talk to you man and you're just so interesting and, and just been so good so good yeah, I've kept you, same dude you know, I've just kept you much longer than like virtually anyone else ever <laughs> this gave me like the longest episode <laughs> longest episode and I'm not going to do any editing it's all good no need to do any editing but, all good. But, but that's good now because the few people that are still listening they get us to, they get to hear me share like the number one holy grail secret yes. Is that I've been saving to the, la the last golden nugget that I'm going to drop any second now. No, not, not really. Oh no, actually, actually, no. There's actually one more question before the oh. final one. I wanted to ask you, sorry, because it's about it's um a specific one about one of your images. So I wanted to ask you about this. So because yeah, um, one of my favorite reportage awards of yours is the um the yay balloon kiss shot. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if people haven't seen it, I'll include it on this episode's page on the website. So good to check it out. So it's a shot with a couple with a couple kissing on the left. It, it's it's in the ceremony, isn't it? It looks like the ceremony. Yeah, it's like yeah. first kiss yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the first, first kiss, kiss. so i thought it was but i'm not it's man it's mental but yeah and then large in the foreground on the right you've composed it so there's a balloon that has the word yay on it so it's just awesome to have those elements together it's so clever man can you can you tell us more about that shot then do you remember capturing it yeah yeah for sure so i mean but just like your bog standard it sounds so dismissive doesn't it your bog standard english wedding ceremony but it was it was just a, it's a normal wedding ceremony um but they decorated the back with these balloons that said yay on them and so i mean like one thing, like if, you, if you, someone wanted a tip, is like any you know you always be on the lookout for just stuff when you're at the weddings that piques your interest. And so sometimes that can be super obvious, like a giant balloon that says "yay." But even if it's less obvious, like whatever it is that you find that that speaks to you and makes you think, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Like follow that up with your camera and try and you know follow that follow that instinct if you like. And so mm. with that, it was kind of obvious. And so as soon as I saw the balloons and I was like, oh, you know, that would be cool to compose something like that. And then I thought, yeah, if I could get the And just because of where they were stood, like I knew when they had the first kiss, it potentially would line up. But um, obviously that was kind of a... Though. Yeah, it is. But so this is this is great. I would probably still have done it. But what happened was earlier on in the ceremony, when when he, she he was stood at the top and she walked down the aisle um, and I was in place like right at the top, you know, by the registrar to get the mm. shot of them coming down the aisle and things. When they, when they came to the front and the people sat down and they went, the ceremony was about to start. They turned to each other and had a kiss. So yeah. I clicked, I got like a shot of a kiss. Oh, that's cool. Top, yeah. Right at the start of the ceremony. And as soon as I got that, I was like, boom, if, if I can, I can then go all out on the first kiss shot. And if I fail to get the first kiss shot, I can just drop this one in as the first kiss shot and no one will ever know. Yeah, put it at except, the end of the, of the ceremony except, set. <laughs> except, except, except now I've told everybody. So yeah, you guys are listening. I'm sorry about that. But no, um, no, no, no. So, I, so I did that and then yeah basically when when it was when it was going to be coming up for the first kiss i went to the back and yeah composed it up and waited and it's... followed all the things that you'll learn at any good for wedding photography workshop <laughs> followed all the instructions and the rules that you're supposed to do and yeah and got got the shot oh but so, it's yeah. so awesome i, I think it, it totally uh, to get an amazing composition like that such a storytelling image on such a big moment that is such a big big deal to get it on those yeah, kind of yeah, things. Yeah. Even though, yeah. as you said, you'd got that kiss beforehand. It wasn't the first kiss. So it's still no, real sure. gutsy to do that. Yeah, I guess um, so. But but again, like, 
this is supposed to be quick fire, isn't it? But, no, uh, it isn't. No, it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> you know, but, but, people, but photographers put a lot of emphasis on stuff. And I think as long as you can, as long as with, you, with your literature and your website, uh, you communicate how what you're about and how you roll. And then also even more so in like when you're having the pre-wedding consultations and chatting with couples before the day, if you explain to them like what's important to you and what you think or you find out what's important to them. You know, photographers put loads of emphasis on stuff that I don't think is that important. You know, like maybe, yeah, but maybe for these guys, like having quote unquote, a picture of us kissing for the first time was super important. But I imagine maybe not, you know, a lot of people just want nice pictures of their wedding day. Yeah. You know, showcasing them and their family having a great time. And so, you know, even if you don't, if you go, if you go for some of this bigger, these, if you go for some of these shots and mess them up and don't get them, it's most of the time it's not the end of the world i think mm -hmm. and i think that's true you know yeah yeah and you've got to try yeah. at least and you'll never you know if you want to do that kind of thing you've got to at least try otherwise you never know if you're going to get it or not it's exactly got to be in it to win it uh, it's true though and i think that's something that keeps me just really interested in this industry is this that i mean if you're just turning up every day at a wedding and taking the same shots all the time i don't think i could continue to do that you know it's got yeah, we've got yeah, to keep yeah. it interesting for ourselves as well i think so. yeah 100 percent. and and like again like even a shot like that with the balloon one like so it worked out okay and it came off good worst case if it hadn't worked out as good as it did it would just be like a pretty average shot of them having a kiss from the back of the room do you know what i mean yeah. and yeah. It's, it's still fine like it's still exactly. okay. It's, yeah, it's, you know. and it'd still be a funky composition, even if the yay had turned round a bit to have that kind exactly. of exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or the couple had, you know, was you couldn't quite see what was going on. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, uh, I think I think just having that commu communicating with your couples and just having, you know, having getting so long as you're all on the same page at the start of the day. If you know, once you know what that page is, you'll probably yeah. find there's loads of freedom to try stuff out or do things that maybe you, you might otherwise have shied away from, you know? Mm, that's an important tip as well. well that's cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, people now listening, um, obviously you're listening because you just heard me say if you're listening, but do head to disreptage.com. I'll include that photo that um, Andy just spoke about. It's um, very cool. Was that quite... Did you have a second shooter for that wedding, by the way? I mean, I, I, uh, I just wondered. Like, no, no, no second uh, shooter. On your own I, as well. I, I, w, yeah, I don't really have second shooters that often, to be fair. Maybe, no, maybe no. like one or two weddings a year, you know, maybe that. But I've never had one, never, ever, ever. No, never. No. Not me. Why? Yeah. Why is that? Oh, I don't know. I, well, you're I, so goddamn good. No, no. You know, <laughs> so, I think I don't know. I don't. I think um, one of the reasons I have enough of my own awful photos to look at, you know, when I'm editing afterwards, so <laughs> yeah. it probably make me feel really shit about myself that the second is like producing so much better work than me or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's it's just it. the way I've always done it, isn't it? It's uh, just find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, say. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the time when I do have seconds, it's more just for like, um, like company, you know, like get have mm. a friend along and just. Yeah, you know, just be a bit of banter or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So. No, I get that. As an aside, I think when when you mention the couple kiss straight away at the beginning of the ceremony, that's always a really good sign that it's going to be a good wedding, isn't it? I find when they kiss right yeah. at that moment, they're like they can't keep their hands off each other. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it's good for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Andy. This sorry, I have kept you so long. So this is going to be it's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is going to be my last question. And so you've been you've been doing it for a long time now. You know, like really similar to me. Actually, it's been it has been over a decade now, isn't it? Which is weird. Yeah, it's yeah. a long time, hey. Eh? It's quite long for even just doing a single industry these these days as well. Though. Yeah, yeah. So would you if would you have any advice to people who have been shooting for for quite a long time? You know, maybe as long as us who maybe 
are not so happy about maybe where their career is or just feeling a bit disillusioned or feel like they're doing the same thing? You know, how do you still keep your passion for it? Do you have any kind of advice for those people? Um, man, I don't know, because I, I probably struggle with that as much. I struggle with that myself, I guess, you know, like, mm. um, yeah. You know, you get your shoot. I shoot a wedding, and I think it goes well, and I'm on cloud nine, and I think I'm the the greatest God's 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 gift. But then, but ninety percent of my weddings, I shoot them, and I and and it sucks, and it's hard work, and and then you combine that maybe with say a few weeks of bookings not coming in, and it's very easy to start hating on mm. the world. I mean, yeah. I would if people if there are people who've been shooting for a while and are feeling like that first thing i would say is get involved with like a community like and, no, which you know, which community andy well clearly well <laughs> i would take a pick out of my top two favorite wedding photography communities but no like say nine dots this reptile like get get involved with a community of people who are supportive and mm. and and and, and join, join that with the open as much open-mindedness as you possibly can to be willing to learn new things and do some you know switch things up i mean that's the mm. that's the main thing but that's hard to do if you've been shooting a long time i mean i don't know um, no, that's good advice though definitely mm. yeah I, I mean i don't know but you, you've have you ever hit a kind of wall like you know creatively or your business you know have you ever have you ever come to a point where you're almost like oh, i just don't know you know if yeah, this is the it, thing for me carrying on um you that's a big yeah, question. Sorry. Like, like, <laughs> we're supposed to wrap it up or positive. And, and, and then my dog died. <laughs> and then I found out that, yeah, no, no. Um, I, or no, just a creative wall have you ever hit? Um, yeah, but no, because I think the creative thing is just bullshit. Like, I, 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 for years and years, at the, like I said at the start when I started, I was striving to be creative. Like, mm. and why was I trying to be creative for the sake of being creative? You know, it's like because I wanted to make pictures to impress other people, right? Which mm. is just bullshit. And so, wasn't that your original kind of brand name when you Andy Gaines Creative? I you? was, yeah, when I started, yeah, yeah. Mm. But the, re the, the, the the thing with that was though, I think was that just at the same sort of time, I was also when I was coming from music, I would also be like, cause I had Photoshop on a computer. I was always designing like posters and stuff, you know, and artwork for gigs and uh, cool. promotional stuff. And so I was like, well, if I can make this little business that does all those things, then I can just do, you know, so that kind of, uh, okay. came from, that makes that's sense. Where the, creative, the creative thing came from. But, um, but yeah, like I think the creative, you know, in some ways the creative thing in, in wedding photography is, I mean, again, it makes us feel good about photographers, but I don't know. I don't know whether, I don't think people should worry about not being creative. Mm. If you see what I mean? Like for me, I found that the best way to like work myself out of any ruts is just to double down on being a great service provider as opposed to a great artist. Yeah, that makes you sense. Know? And I think mm. I, I know, I've, I've always argued with other wedding photographers um, about like, are we artists or are we service providers? And, you know, maybe we're both or whatever. Mm. But I would say we're definitely more service providers than we are artists and i think if we approach if we approach our art from the com from the point of view of being a service provider you'll by definition make much better art because you're making the art you know like the motivation to make the art should be f as the service does that make sense yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and so like abandoning these ideas of trying to be quote-unquote creative for the sake of it and just thinking right how can i how can i knock it out of the park for the couple what can i do to make great art for these people and through, go all in on that, not only will you sort of, do you free yourself up from having the stress of trying to be clever and creative, but you end up making better art for them, making work that's more important to them. And that then drives your business up because then your business serves them better. And by d extension, 
you know, your business is more successful because they want to do things like buy albums if you sell albums, or they mm. want to they want more because you're giving them more, you know? So yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. Mm. And that's great advice, man, as well. That's really, really good. Yeah. Really great. The whole thing's been great, man. Honestly, it's been so good talking to you. Thank you. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. So good. Same. Really, so good. really good. Most fun I've ever had on a morning <laughs> speaking on a microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's niche, but yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, as I say, people listening now, do head to thisreptage.com. I'll include um, that the reptage wall that Andy spoke about and links through to Nine Dots. Really do join Nine Dots. It's so good. And come along to the gathering. Amazing event each year. I've just loved it. Are you still going to have a bit of table tennis in Leeds? Yeah, dude. It's, yeah, table, the te- ping pong tournament has, is, is the thing, isn't it? Ping pong oh, tournament. Yes. The, yes. Yeah, don't worry so. no that you'll probably win again <laughs> that's fine no i just love it man i love table tennis <laughs> i love it it's so good we love you for that so that's okay. <laughs> um and yeah and dude and uh, i i don't know when i'll see you again next probably might might might, meet, might be the gathering maybe um, nine dots or if not before then you know maybe before yeah, hopefully yeah 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 hopefully um and yes dude honestly so good thank you for talking to me and i hope you have a good season ahead yeah and you too man thank you so much yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure. A real pleasure. Thanks, man. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 123rd episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. Really great to have kicked off the new year by talking to Andy. So many great topics spoken about there and so wisely. Top stuff. Head to thisreportage.com for a link to his website to see the reportage you already spoke about and also a link through to Nine Dots. And you really should come along to the gathering in Leeds this year. Always such fantastic events. Really love it. Really, really great stuff that he's made there. Um, we now have 123 episodes of the podcast available where we speak to wedding and family photographers from all over the world. If you like this episode, delve into our back catalogue for lots more. If you're not a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. Submissions for our first awards collections of 2023 are closing soon. The deadline is the same for both sites. Submit by 2359 GMT on the 24th of January 2023. It's a whole new awards year and you have the best chance to be in our top 100 photographers in the world and top storytellers in the world list for 2023 if you enter the very first collection, if that's your thing. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. <laughs>